0: Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection.
1: And now, two guys who know that Delta 8 is not a flight number, Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 344. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, freshly coiffed. And with me is my good friend and equally dashing co-host, Jeff the Riz Rizden. How you doing, brother?
0: It is good to be with you. We have, we, have, we, have, we have so many things to talk about tonight. Let's just, let's just, let's just get right to it, man. I'm ready to go. You well, gotta, let's gotta go. do the teaser. You gotta do the teaser, man. Ah, I'm sorry, but... That's okay. Everyone that's says, okay. I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to go.
1: The folks who listen to it as a podcast instead of the video, video version got a new intro. They liked it. Hopefully, uh, they, got, they dug the Delta 8. is more than just a flight number thing. Uh, we got a whole bunch of good stuff in this show. We have Camp Notes with the Riz. We're going to talk about why this team is going to be all right we're going to talk about somebody who may or may not exist but takes a roster spot and we're going to talk a little bit about having some of the buffest coaches in the league that a whole lot more Riz you ready to go my man
0: let's do it
1: let's kick this off and break it down all right we're back we're back we got so many announcements today uh some really really good news some really really cool
0: news um It's an exciting time at the Detroit Lions podcast.
1: There may be a part where we're where you're not cutting onions, I'm cutting onions. There's there's some good stuff here. There's a <laughs> lot of good stuff to <laughs> Um all right, we'll get it off. Um I want to start on this one, Riz. And and I know camp notes are important and what's going on in camp is important. I want to give a couple folks a chance to join before we talk about it, but I this is also a pretty pretty big deal. And topical. The national media, Dan Campbell why you shouldn't care about their shit and why the lions could be a lot of fun to watch, even though they have a losing record. (laughs) It's a whole combo of stuff, but.
0: And it's all, it's all true. Right. (laughs) Um,
1: It's, it's It's, this whole thing with the helmet. Right. And, and then it's really got me. It
0: just went in, in a different direction than it needed to. It's like, there's a lot of people that seem to think that he gave the whole freaking press conference with the helmet on. Yep. Yep. It was on for like 20 seconds at the intro. When he first walked in, it was funny. All of us on the zoom laughed. We're like, all right, sweet. This is cool. This is <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, we know how important the grand prix is. You know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. It, it's a cool thing. Uh, and he was excited about it. What's, what's wrong with being excited about having something cool happen to you? I don't, I will
1: tell you that just the delivery alone was the delivery of a finely tuned comedian. If you watch, like the timing, and 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 then when he came out of the helmet, the yeah. the, the whole thing—that's, yeah. I mean, that was well, well done. I'm going I'm just, just straight from like a yep. uh, comedic timing and everything perspective. But here's the deal, okay? And I'm just gonna tell you guys, this is why none of the the national media matter. They don't pay enough attention to really know. What they do is they bet against what they can always bet against. They go with the narratives that are out there, and and it's easy. And it gives them an opportunity later in the season to say, boy, I was wrong. These guys really surprised me. And then they go and do their video montage of what their editor told them to say about why the team did better. They're not going to have that opportunity this year, I don't think.
0: That's but, so true. <laughs> but
1: they always have that opportunity when they're wrong. And I just want you guys to know, that's why none of this matters when they're when they're dogging on the lions nationally, they're dogging on Campbell and Holmes and the team nationally. Don't worry about it. The team will win, quote unquote, respect, and they will get their jokes will be respected as jokes when they earn it, when they get the wins. They just haven't done it. Don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up. If you find your identity wrapped up so closely in what the national media thinks of the lions, you could Good time to step back, take a breath, maybe go, go swim in and see the family or something. It's it's not something to get worked up about. Let them be wrong. Let them be the idiots. Let them be the fools. And, and watch everyone who jumps on that same train and just mark them. It's like, like in hockey. It's the playoffs now. There's some great games going on. But um, what happens? Don't get caught retaliating. Just take a number. No. And then recognize it's time not to maybe consume that anymore. It's not worth your time. Don't, don't bother. They don't know what they're talking about. They're, they're there for something other than to provide you with anything of quality. And I'll, I'll stop
0: that there. You know, it, it's you it. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the things that's interesting to me is that we can see who all is on the Zoom. And normally it is just those of us in Detroit. And in that particular one, there was no national reporters on it at all. So he was playing to the house room. The last couple of zooms that he's given, there have been a couple of national reporters on, and there was a national reporter at practice yesterday. I know who they were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and and you will see something from him on the quarterback, uh, probably in the very near future because uh, he spent the night in his house. So, <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, one of the one of the things that you see What's their plumbing called? Uh, there, there was not, <laughs> let's hope not anyways. Um, uh, so, so I, one of the, one of the things that I value a lot is the fact that I do get to go to other training camps. Um, I, I wind up going to at least one other teams. Most years I go to two or three other teams and I see other reporters there and I see other beat reporters. I see national reporters from time to time. I'll, I will see them. Um, there was one year where I, I happened to follow, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh God, I can see him. I uh I have no idea uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> he's on the NFL Network, and it's not Which it's I not do? rep it's not Rappaport. It's somebody on there. Um, Tom Pelissero. Okay, okay. um, I followed him three days in a row. I was in Cleveland. I was in Detroit. and then I was in Indianapolis. <laughs> and um, his perception. Um, I don't know him well. Um, he, he would know who I was. He might. He might know my name. Uh, probably not, but he, he would know he would recognize like, oh yeah, you're you are you are the guy that, that stalked me that one summer. But uh <laughs> they they do a crash course uh and all the national course I I've seen Peter King do it at, at Brown's camp. I've seen Ian Rappaport do it at, at Lions Camp. I saw uh we saw our our friend Pat Kerwin do it at, at Lions Camp a couple summers ago with Gil Brandt with him. Uh that would have been two thousand that was the first year of Patricia, so eighteen, yeah. Um, they take a little bit of a crash course. They will they will meet with the media relations director. That's Eamon. Hi, Amon. Uh, great dude. Great at his job, by the way. Uh, the Lions Lions staff is awesome. Their media relations staff they doing a, a great job for us and with us, and we appreciate that.
1: Really quick, Eamon, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe and the bell. Yes,
0: yes, please do, <laughs> um, fellow Ohio Bobcat. By the way, so yeah,
1: yeah, I know proud good. Bobcat too. You guys, yes. do, they, do they? Is that like part of the freshman? Um, a curriculum <laughs> because everybody i see that comes out of there is like that's the first thing in the bio right
0: <laughs> and we're proud man now I, we that don't want to be called be. buckeyes no yeah. don't,
1: don't get me wrong it's not that you shouldn't be right, yeah. right. but boy you guys are a, a, a pretty yeah. happy bunch
0: <laughs> yes but anyway so so the national reporters will come in and they don't typically follow the team they're going to see the press conference the day before they get there they'll see it the day that they're there they'll talk to the media relations director they'll try to get some some prefabricated storylines like okay what are you guys trying to sell, or what is the coaching staff trying to sell? what is the lo- what's the local media's angle on this? and they will try to farm that and a lot of the guys have relationships with a lot of the local reporters, so they will farm that as well. but they're coming in to this one, especially with a great veil of ignorance because they haven't been around and that they didn't have access to the team at all last year right. I mean this was a team. Quite frankly, they were uninteresting, um, even on a local level, let alone a national level. So so the the, the Q factor is there. So there's a lot of there's a lot going on with this team that the national media just doesn't A, they haven't cared, and now B, they don't know. So to your point, it's not gonna matter at all until these guys get into training camp. Uh right now Dan Campbell is is winningly playing the, the role that he's playing. Uh, and, and it's interesting to me because when when you see him in his press conference, he does the little stunts. He, t- he talks about the biting the kneecaps and, and all that stuff.
1: I want to can I I, I, I got to jump in, buddy, because there's one yeah. thing I want to I want to clarify. You said he's playing the role he wants to play. I don't and and th- there's a difference here because Matt Patricia played a role. Right. Yes, he did. He played that he wanted to play as well. Yeah, but
0: it it was it wasn't who Matt was. This is who Dan Campbell is.
1: Thank you. That's that's exactly Um, what I wanted to clarify.
0: And and I think he's emphasizing that he is this guy, and he's proud of being this guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything I've seen is that the players like it, the coaches like it. Uh, The 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 reaction to it locally has been very favorable.
1: Think about how much people love like Darius Slay. Remember his, his, yeah. I mean, I used to talk about it all the time. This guy is living his best life, right? He always yeah. was just having so much. He fun. was having, yes, he, he made life there. fun for everybody around him. He was just out there, right? With his own, he played, he had his own, you know, not his own drummer, his own, you know, theme music going with him, right? Yep. Uh, yes, he, he did. It was awesome. Um, it's it's crazy. We've got a coach doing that, and I I, I can embrace that. I can absolutely embrace that because of how too. fun it was, and especially after having a coach that tried to tamp down on the players doing exactly that for three four years, whatever the the, the torturous period was. I don't even want to count back. Um, this is True. this is great, and this is truly who he is. But the thing is, he's a guy who likes to have fun. He's no dummy,
0: and I and that's no, and and that's that's where I want to go with it yeah. is that. He he when he talks about what he's talking about football-wise, X's and O's and schematics and and thought process that he's putting into it, you're like, My God, this this guy really knows what the hell he's doing. This is the guy who's he he is pre He's prepared. He he he's calculated in that. Like he understands the chess of football. he's, he's not playing check. He might even be playing Stratego out there, which for me is tougher than chess because uh, I, I can't ever beat my little brother at Stratego. Um, I'm like over 80 on that. So we don't even play anymore.
1: Maybe we should um, Stratego tournament at the trading camp party.
0: <laughs> it would not go well for me. Um, you know, but you see like, and when, he, when he's talking about how he's going to use a certain player, like you can tell that he understands the player's strengths and weaknesses and wants to play to their strengths and mask their weaknesses or not ask them to do their weaknesses a lot. That's foreign territory for those of us who have covered the lions for the last three years, because it was like, You're gonna do this. I don't care if you can't do it. I'm still gonna ask you to do it. And just the the relief with that and the fact that, you know, this is a guy who doesn't claim to be a rocket, he's not a rocket scientist. He's he's a guy from rural Texas and he wears that on his sleeve, but he's also a really smart football guy. And I think that's getting lost completely on the national media because they're only seeing the kneecap biting and the helmet wearing and the um, talking about just various well, weird he's, things. He's example.
1: He, he talked about going to a race, like when he came with the helmet. I've, you know, about I, I've not been to a race, and then he's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm not right there. I have been to a race in the infield in a fifth wheel with a barbecue yeah, and maybe a couple of and beers. a lot of maybe a few beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a guy that, that is absolutely relatable to the people around him, and and he's not putting on airs. He's not putting on this this you know speaking from an ivory tower thing that we used to have and this genuineness I think ties in exactly to why this team is going to be is going to be fun because if you've watched teams who win and you've watched teams who lose the one thing that keeps the teams together are those guys that can have fun either way Right? right, those guys that can make it fun. If you go to work every day, you have a project maybe that goes for six months, and it's it's and it's a murder job, right? It's just killing everybody. The guy who can, can keep it light, can have some levity and, and gallows humor along the way, whatever. That's the guy you want to work with. That's the person or, or gal you want to work with. That's the person you want along the along the way, as long as there's are delivering and working right
0: um that's they they do have to do the work yeah that's the person (laughs) you
1: want there it's not the person who's just complaining every day and down on it so this this is a role this is a great role they have a head coach that does it and knowing knowing that this is going to be a tough year this is going to be a really tough year for the team the difference between a tough year under matt patricia and dan campbell is how much at the end of the season you're gonna walk away and enjoy it. The one thing I worry about, and I'm I'm gonna be very, very honest with everybody here, is that people buy into the oh, Dan's dope, you know, oh, all the, the kneecap biting in the helmet. He doesn't know what he's doing. We already know this is a bad year. Don't don't use you know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow, right? Don't use that to say, oh my God, that, that, you know, that, that proves their, oh man. You, I don't know, you know. And,
0: and, and we, we already know where that narrative is going to come from. Yeah. And I would suggest that you tune that out or tune it down because you, you know, you know the professionally negative, that's how it. they're going to make their, they've already written it, right? They have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, that, that's, it, that's really disappointing because, uh, uh, this team is not going to win a lot of games. Uh, and and I say that, you know, I've been there three times in the last two weeks. Yes, it's, it's exciting and it's fun. And the, the guys are having fun. This team lacks talent and seeing that in the last couple of, I was there Thursday and again on, on Tuesday, this team really lacks talent at important positions a lot. I'm and I, I, and I think that that, I hope that there's no conflation of the fact that Dan Campbell is being what he is with the fact that this team doesn't have enough talent to win on a regular basis. I hope that he doesn't take the blame for that, that, that you know, the, oh, oh, because he didn't, he wore that helmet and at, for 20 seconds in a, in a thing, you know, he's that, that, that's why their wide receivers suck. That's why they can't rush the passer. That's, that's why their safeties are God awful. Yeah. You know, and I can see people doing that. And I hope that doesn't happen because, I do like long-term where this team is pointing, but they're, they're, they're coming from the bottom of a deep, dark hole.
1: And <laughs> the thing that you're seeing with this uh, staff and these coaches is the ability to draw talent in. They started with a crappy cap situation, a quarterback who wanted to leave, and a mm-hmm. dearth of talent. I've, I've, I've made a personal pledge to myself. I'm, I, I you know... You have camp darlings every year, or whatever. I, I kind of re- reflected a little bit on on my treatment of Jelani Tavai, and look, he wasn't great, and, and I understand that. He's he was- uh, is he's is what has he done though? He's absolutely made the commitment this off season. The scheme changed. He's made the commitment. He's dropped what seventeen pounds, eighteen pounds. He's going to continue. You know to to thin and, out a little and, and bit. And quite
0: quite honestly, it looks like more than that when you see him in person.
1: He's made a commitment to be- and and that's all you ask. It's easy when a guy's yep. having a hard time, and and you know to just to, to dog on him or whatever. But he's made an absolute commitment to bettering himself and the team this year. I give him a ton of credit, and I want to you know imagine if he's like. Well, instead of that, I want to talk about something we talked about really quick with Jelani. Um, we talked about how Coach Patricia was trying to build the 1985 Giants, right? Yes, and yes, like, he was. God, it would have been so great if we got LT out of that deal, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> when they did, when they did when they drafted LT, they, it was the last year before they had a combine. But I did some research, okay, and I just want you to know LT six foot three. Jelani Tavai is six foot two and three eighths. LT was 245, Tavai was at 250. Okay, Tavai's forty time was 4.86, and LT's forty time was 4.7. You can't tell me we weren't absolutely drafted for the 1985 New York Giants. He is like an he was an almost direct oh my match. God. Just, I would have been happy with Carl Banks. (laughs) (laughs) A couple years too late.
0: Um, I I, I just, I had to look. Give me Brad Van Pelt.
1: (laughs) I had to look the numbers up and say it. Like LT's, like this, this perennial all star, right? This perennial all pro, the Hall of Famer, the whole thing. How does he compare? Because I I thought that that just might be the case that they'd be right in line with each other. It's just, it's football's moved on, uh, right?
0: (laughs) And it's great to see. So Jelani uh, and. He got exposed a little bit in Tuesday's camp. It, it was it was all passing. Remember, the lines aren't going against one another, so everything is passing in speed and space. To borrow from from Michigan football, that they don't do well. Um, but the speed and space—that's still not Jelani Tobias. You know, that's not where he's great. He did run past tight end to Jake Houseman mm-hmm. uh, during a rep uh, on Tuesday, which immediately made <laughs> made somebody like, well, oh, so much for Houseman. <laughs> um, but but Jelani's out there, he's working, he, he, God, he's trying. And this it's one of those where I want to write the redemption story. I really yeah, do. Damn. And I hope that I hope that fans appreciate what you said, how much he's dedicated himself to trying to make it work. Because it would have been real easy for him to say, I want out, I want a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah. He's trying to do it here where his name, like, it, it's a bad word. It's, it, it's T's Tabor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to redo. And we don't want that in Detroit. And the fact that he's trying to make it happen and – he is. I'll tell you what. He is a leader on this team. He is a vocal guy. He's a he's a bubbly guy. He goes around. He's talking to people. Practice. He's slapping them up. He's having fun. He's trying to make make life fun and but also serious for you know on the field. He, he's he's busting him man. he's doing everything that you want him to do. Is he a great player? No. But is there a place for him on a football team? God, I, I really hope so.
1: My my take on him this year is that he is going. He's he's a rookie. He's a different body than he used to be Yeah, playing in a different defense than he has all year. This is his rookie year. He's, he's, you need him to show up as, as his, round, his the, the round pick he was. He needs to show yep. up as that round of a rookie this year. And I think that'll be a, a, a mighty, mightily successful yeah. season for Jelani Tavai and, and, and so on. If he doesn't, if he can't do it, hey, you know what? Not for a lack of, of trying, right? And absolutely, there's a lot of guys out there that I just don't think tried. And yeah. And they're,
0: they're the other thing with this year is they're not depending on him. He's the fourth inside linebacker or off ball linebacker. They're going to play two. They're only going to play two. Yep. So he's not, he's, I would say that Jalen Reeves may is ahead of him. I would say that Sean, John Hamilton is even with him at this point based on what I've seen through the first times that I've been over in camp now so- on the depth on the depth charge Tabai will will stay above him, but I'll tell you what, Sean, John Hamilton can cover. I don't know if he can tackle because we haven't seen him try to tackle. And based on what he did in Washington, I'm not sure he can. But yeah. he can run and he can cover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And so when you say there's going to be two, that, that means there's going to be the maximum of two. There are going to be times when there's one, right? Off-ball yes. linebacker, just to clarify. For and that backs.
0: that will not be to Right. That, that, that will be Jamie Collins. Uh, and and he, looked, he looked real good, Chris. I got to say. You never know what you're getting with Jamie Collins. He came back. He was he was doing things to a blocking sled yesterday that uh, should be illegal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In thirty-two states they are. <laughs> That's awesome. Flounder, thank you so much, man, for the super chat. He disagrees to buy as like a free agent vet signing. Eh. Maybe, maybe. I just don't think he's had his chance in the in the NFL yet. All right, Riz, you're kind of naturally rolling into camp notes. I want to get to one more yeah, thing sorry. before we do. No, no, no. It's yeah, okay. please do. Please do. It's a flow. I want to talk about something we got. Um. <laughs> this week,
0: yeah, oh, you know. I, I know what this. This this is great. Yeah, this is great. I, yeah. I will sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's it's kind of a personal yeah. note. But uh, yeah. It is From a guy, he was deployed in Iraq in 2017, discovered the show. Wi-Fi was really intermittent because third world country, LOL. Uh, I can't even begin to explain how listening to you guys would help me through the deployment. When he'd get Wi-Fi, he'd look forward to download as many episodes as he could. Um, we were the only podcast with the Lions he could listen to and enjoy. Thanks, man. That's really nice. Um, he would download our episodes and listen to them four times over. And he says the only intelligent lines talk he could, he could, he could find. And, uh, he said, you know, just, you know, your podcast helped me distract myself, escaped some, some dark places during the course of my deployment. Just once they listen to us four times a week, could probably be <laughs> one of the reasons for those dark places, maybe for a lot of people. <laughs> but, that, that I got this and, and I got this note yeah. and it was just like, wow, man, punch you right in the, in the fields. I, I shared it with yeah. Jeff. He mentions he did. Jeff and, and, and this, he did some of the and great I appreciate, Jeff, I man. appreciate
0: the nice things that were said about me. And that, that was, that was unsolicited, but very much appreciated.
1: <laughs> he said some great things about case. I sent that to case he as did. well. Yes. Um, yes, he did. So what, a, you know, I, I just, I got that on Saturday, got me thinking and I, I'll tell you guys, we do what I did immediately. And because I didn't want to make this like a thing for anybody else. And then I did, but I took all the Patreon money that came in from the month of May and donated it to a charity called Fisher house. And it's a charity that um, doesn't get the publicity. Maybe that it should. Um, It's a place that's built around VA hospitals and they room and house families of loved ones of vets who are right. at the at the hospital getting treatment for yeah. something or another and yeah. at no charge.
0: All right. If you're familiar with the Ronald McDonald house with children's hospitals, yep. this is that for veterans. Yep. Yep. And
1: it's just, it's a plus charity ranked platinum ranked all over the, all over the place. So I took all the Patreon money uh, from May, donated it to Ann Arbor Fisher house specifically um, because they're, they're our local one. Um, I, I, I we're, I'm lucky enough to work for a company that doubles donations when we do them, so they're going to double that money. So everyone who's a Patreon donor last last month, effectively, you've doubled your money and gave it to Fisher House. So thank you guys for
0: that's awesome, and that's bad. something that that uh, that I certainly back. As uh, I I yeah. had a conversation this week um, with Memorial Day. I, I know Memorial Day is for the ones that passed, and Veterans Day is for the ones that are still around. I had a conversation mm-hmm. with a fraternity brother of mine who served. He just retired from the Navy uh, after was it thirty six years? I want to say you can correct me on that, Doug. Doug if you are listening, correct me on that. But uh, just just the the people that he knew that have suffered various things. He he was he was in the Persian Gulf. He's been on deployment in some places that you don't want to be, and has seen action. And people that he loves and cares about have suffered from that. Yep. Um, he's lost people that he knows, and and to be able to do something for. For my friend, Doug, I appreciate that very much. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was, it was huge to hear this. And Fisher house is trying to open another one in Michigan at the VA in Detroit. Um, I I'm, I'm kind of making it my mission right now and, um, pushing to see what we can do to help that. The, the, the level we gave is they said they're going to use to do the one in, in Detroit. They're, they're looking at trying to get the, the land right now. They're working for that. Um, so out of that, I started thinking about you know well maybe there is something we can do, and I started looking, talking to them. I have a meeting with them next week, and I'll report here what go, what, what goes down in that meeting. It's on the, the it's before the podcast next week, so we'll we'll talk about what we got from them. But sure. one of the things I'm thinking is we've got the training camp party on the the 31st of July. That's right, that's Saturday, right? Sorry, I just double check. Yeah, 31st, know, I- 31st of July. I'm going to be in town. I'm going to come in on the 29th. I've got to do a global entry renewal at the airport on the 29th. So I've got the, it took me two and a half months to get that appointment. So i I'm going to go do that and then fly out right after, um, somewhere in that period of time when we're here, um, the thing about Fisher house is it gives them a place to stay. It gives them, there's coffee, there's rooms, there's the, you know, all this stuff, but what they don't do, they have to cook their own food. And what I want to do is put together a real nice dinner for everyone at the house to, to have a good time and, and, and uh, be able to sit together and, and, and not have to cook and relax and, and do something like that. So we're going to put something together around that to help them out. We we may ask for some donations to help put a dinner together for these guys and, and, and go out and I want to see if I can get the Lions involved in some way or another, like a player or two to come out and, and kind of just talk to the folks. And hopefully my, my, my ultimate goal is when Salute to Service happens in – november we're gonna be doing yeah, because we do everything out of cycle um when that happens in november i would love to see the lions focus their resources on helping fisher house get started in detroit get them launched and get them going so we'll see how that all works out um anything we'll talk more about it we'll see if we can do yeah. uh try to make this work for but, these guys
0: yeah. it, it, it was a really cool note i'm glad that you shared it with me i'm glad that you're uh you took the initiative to go on this you you did technically ask me if i thought it was okay i'm like who's <laughs> was, was gonna say no to that right but yes right. It, it, it's something that i appreciate anyway so right. yep. so uh it, it's a very good thing and and uh giving back is something that you know we we try to do quite a bit and uh yep. you're very good at, at organizing that that i'm not an organizer i'm not a i'm not, I'm not that's not that's not what i do yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, i'm an idea guy you're the you're the, you're the action guy so uh so we'll get big, this. A, good on you, mate. Big party on the thirty first,
1: <laughs> and then somewhere around there between training camp, usually one of those days is a day off. That's a day we'll probably go shoot out to Ann Arbor and do a dinner and see what we can do. Yeah, but um, there you go, guys. Just want to let you know. Let's get into camp notes with the Riz. What's going on in training camp, Riz? Man, there's there's a lot uh, a lot to talk about here.
0: So there is um, the first thing. Uh, so you have to understand that the uh, again, it's not. They're not in full pads. They're in, they're in shorts and shells. Uh, they are not hitting. They are not tackling. They are not trying to run the ball against the defense. The, the offense and defensive lines have not been on the same field at the same time yet once. Uh, that, that's not what OTAs and that's not what minicamp is. That, that doesn't come until training camp. And that's, that's, that's not thing. that's mandated by, by the NFLPA and the CBA. Right. That, that's what the players want. Uh it's great that there's almost full attendance. Uh, but, but so the focus primarily right now is on the passing game and what you're seeing. And Jared Goff, I, I'll, I'll say this, any worries about his arm strength can go away. Is he Stafford? No, he's not. Are you Stafford? No, you're not. Not many people have the arm of Matthew Stafford. But Jared Goff, I will tell you this, um, his arm is every bit as good as Andrew Luck's and I've seen Andrew Lux in person, uh, both in college and at Colts camp, Jared Goff can throw the ball as hard and as forceful on a 20-yard dig route as Andrew Luck did. So, for, look, is the, the, the bigger thing is, is he willing to uncork that when the receiver is covered? And that's something that we, we have gotten used to with Stafford, and that is something that, based on what I've seen in two days, Jared Goff just isn't going to do that. Uh, There was was a rep in the end zone drill um, where they were were snapping it from the 12-yard line, uh, and his primary receiver, was Rashad Perriman, was covered on the right. Um, He had two receivers floating to the left with him. He rolled to the left. Again, there's no pass rush. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and he had a chance to throw a pass to Hawkinson. He didn't do it because there was a safety that was closing that might, might have gotten there, might not have. Might have been a touchdown. Stafford would have thrown it and it would have hit Hawkinson in the hands. Uh, Hawkinson, uh, unfortunately, has dropped a couple passes this week. So uh, we'll have have that to worry about. We'll jump off that boat later. But uh, the fact that he couldn't, he wouldn't pull the trigger for, to throw a contested catch there. Either he's been schooled by Sean McVay to, okay, live live another play. You know, we got a great kicker, let's kick the field goal. And, and not try to get the touchdown, or he's just timid. And I don't know the answer to that, but I certainly hope it's the former because uh, there were a couple of instances where he had guys, and he was either late to see it and, and threw it bad, and that resulted in a Will Harris monster interception, and he ran it all the way back, and he looked really, really good running into the open field too, or he, he just he, he, he ate it and, and just you know killed the play. And with this team, they need touchdowns. This is a team that's going to have to score. They're going to have to cash in. They have to be very efficient in the red zone. They can't settle for for the the thirty two yard field goals anymore. They're going to have to score more touchdowns. Now, doing that with the receiving core that they've got outside of Hawkinson and and Darren Fells, who looks really good. And DeAndre Swift and, and Jamal Williams, who are both really good receivers out of the backfield, although they were not getting open well in that drill either. That he's got to be able to, to pull that trigger. And the fact that he isn't yet, yes, it's, it's two days of camp. I understand that. I'm not going to draw any conclusions from it. But it's something to file away if we're still seeing it in July and we're seeing it in that first preseason game where he, he has an unwillingness to try those throws. This offense is really going to struggle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Grizz's comment about us not when he said you don't have Goff's arms is, is directly related to I told him I blew out my triceps and I feel like I got daggers in my elbows right now. Stop blasting <laughs> your quads, man. Um, I think I wonder, One day. I wonder about Goff. There's something that happens via repetitions, right? Repetition breeds yeah. behavior. I wonder in all the years of not having a, an offensive line and and maybe some of the, some of that was with See, me. See, but as that, well. that, I don't
0: I don't agree with that narrative. They had a good offensive line. They they, they had an incomplete offensive line. Andrew Whitworth is great at left tackle. He's not anymore, but he was really good. They had a good center. They had a Rob Havenstein's a perfectly functional right tackle. I have they to had look a, the stats,
1: it, they, As I remember it, they there was a lot of penetration against that line.
0: There there is, but some, uh, Goff's handling of the pressure. Again, this is another change. You're going to have to get used to a quarterback with happier feet, who's who's looking to escape quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, might might be fleeing from ghosts at times than what we saw from Matthew Stafford. This is a different quarterback. If you're judging Goff based on what you expected from Matthew Stafford, you're going to hate this guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. you have to recalibrate your gauges. That this is Jared Goff. This is a different style of quarterback. If, if he tries to be Stafford, it's it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well for anybody. You know, the, the,
1: the <laughs> thing about that, too, uh, man, the, uh, the one of the things that Jared Goff has going against him, right, is he's the guy after Stafford. I don't yep. care who you are. How rarely does it ever? There's, there's only two cases I can think of in history where. A guy came after the guy and became the guy again. And that's Aaron Rodgers after Brett Favre and Steve yeah. Young after Joe Montana. Yeah. I cannot think of another time when a quarterback came after, you know, the guy and became the guy it's the hardest thing in the world it's almost like this is a throwaway guy that has to reset the mentality so that you when the next guy is he's not compared to matthew stafford he is just on his own right he's compared to yeah. jared goff maybe whatever i'm just using that as an example it's really really tough to be the guy to come in right now and you're so right about not trying to use matthew stafford as the bar to measure him by he's a different quarterback he operates differently and i'm going to tell you i i'm i'm going to We'll have this conversation as the summer goes on, because, you know, we'll need stuff to talk about anyway. (laughs) But Uh the I'm gonna look into those stats on the offensive line and and compare the two lines and then the projections for this line. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a point on the possibility of McVeigh because how McVeigh's offense worked with so many guys and drag and crossing and and in motion, him running. A bootlegging with that was part of the the way the offense ran. It was. So it was very much pro, go do that. And again, through repetition, we learn behavior, and this may be the behavior that Goff has to relearn as you know, mini camp, OTAs, and training camp goes, unless this offense is being suited and tailored to that, and judging by who we have at wide receiver, it may need to be. Otherwise, we're not going to have guys open to throw the ball to.
0: It's uh, Chris, the receivers are, look, I I don't, I I don't, I don't expect them to have chemistry. I I do expect them to be able to, when they're running individual drills against the cornerbacks to show some ability to separate other than Tyrell Williams and occasionally Khalif Raymond um, and the two good reps out of every 10 that Rashad Perriman gives you. It's rough, dude. Uh, And and that includes um, that includes St. Brown. Who just he, he's he's just not a dynamic presence. Um, honestly, Jonathan Adams has done a better job of getting open on, especially on shorter routes, than St. Brown has, from what I've seen. Now, again, I'm not watching them exclusively. It's just you know uh, probably between five and ten reps for each guy. But uh, I'm I'm not seeing. Oh boy, it, it's tough, man. The, 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 they. My, so my working theory, and I, I tested this out because I, I field tested this on on another uh, Lions reporter yesterday when um, we were sitting around. Field and tested. I'm like, I did, I like it, um, and man. I said, <laughs> I, and I said, hear me out on this. This wide receiving core, they're going to have like three games where they go off and they look really good, and they're going to light it up, and this team's going to you know hang forty on somebody unsuspecting because it's going to click. But that's like three or four, three or four weeks, and he's like. I'll give you two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, we'll talk about Uh, so, (laughs) so, so the, the, the tone around the team, we're, we're going to be the, the, I'll tell you this speaking as the local media, the local media is going to be harsher on this team than you want them to be with the express intent of trying to kill your expectations, because this is not a good football team. This is not a team that's designed to win this year. And they know that.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Don't try to make that a problem. I don't I don't
1: I don't like that though that Anyway, let's talk about uh really quick um quarterback. We're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, while we're in there, the Eagles <laughs> have waived Jamie Newman. You know I'm going here. You know how 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 I go. I think about Tim Already? Boyle. You were really Already? excited about Tim Boyle's performance. Oh my god. Um elaborate on just how great Tim Boyle is oh. and why he's actually better than Jordan Love and should have stayed in Green Bay.
0: I will I will quote somebody else from the Detroit media who said this yesterday unsolicited. Tim Boyle is bleeping ass juice. (laughs) (laughs) And that might nobody argued. He's I I don't I don't know how he's getting paid. He's awful. He's like, I've I covered the windless Cleveland browse. I saw some bad quarterbacking. He's down there. <laughs>
1: he's a better choice than Jordan Love in in, in Green Bay for the Lions. Oh man! <laughs> right? I mean, that's you look so, at it so, right. So, so the, isn't so great either.
0: But oh, is, is he a if, he's, if he's free already, so is so, so the thing is, up? like like you don't you don't expect guys to have chemistry with people that they've just met. That's fine. But when you're throwing a, a simple eight yard out route and you're bouncing it all the time. That can't happen. No. And that's happening with him. Wow. It's, I, I, it's so bad, Chris. I, I don't get it. I, 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 I asked um, somebody that I know that covers of Packers. I'm like, y'all were playing, right? Like this wasn't a real thing. And he hasn't responded back to me yet. I'm sure he's <laughs> laughing at me because I, I, I don't get it. I just don't. D- David Blau. Now I, I will. Yes. I do like David Blau. I will be a David Blau apologist. Any person with eyes would tell you that David Blau has been miles better than Tim Boyle through the first three weeks of of off season. Can, can I, does that mean anything? Does that mean anything when when the pressure starts? flying? maybe Tim Boyle is a gamer. Maybe he's a guy that needs to get hit every now and then. I don't know. I, I, we can't write him off yet because they're they're paying him too much to cut him. Right. But dude, it's, it's wow. not good. Do we do that a lot?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> can I just go out on a limb and say? I'll probably be the first one to say it because it's it's obvious, but um, we said this before. If Matthew Stafford goes down, this team has no chance. If Jared Goff goes down, this team has no chance. Not that their chances oh. are great with Jared Goff there right now, but without him, they have zero chance of winning a game. Am I right?
0: They they, no, you're absolutely right, but I think the the difference this year is is that people would be okay with that. Yeah. Like remember, remember 2019 when he went, when Stafford went down, they were still competitive. They're like, okay, maybe Jeff Driscoll can be our answer. Maybe he can bridge us until Stafford comes back. Cause we didn't know that again, Stafford lingered on the active roster for way too long. That was one of Bob Quinn's big misgivings was they didn't know how to handle the injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had hope at that point. And then Jeff Driscoll came in and the Washington game happened <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, and then we got David Blau, who was slightly less awful. Um, but also had some awful games and he awful was Just a team.
1: kid though. You know what I mean? He, he was. was thrown in. This was this was an undrafted
0: fire. rookie on his second remember, he didn't join the team until after the preseason. So he never got a chance to even meet these guys before he was out there throwing with them. So I, I give him some credit on that. Look, David Blau and, and Dan Campbell mentioned it today. He's a likable guy. The the team clearly likes him. He he is the fiery guy um more than Goff is in practice. You know, when the when the quarterbacks are, are getting on the receivers. It's Blau. It's not Goff. It's not Boyle. Blau, Blau is the mouthpiece. And I think uh, I, I, I will not say that I know that there will be a quarterback controversy for QB two, but there should be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jared Goff is, is Jared Goff. We'll see. We'll see how he develops in this offense. We'll see how this offense develops. Um, I'm interested to see how much it changes towards how much it leans towards a McVay style Versus something different Because I think they're going to bring a little bit of that In there and and to be honest that worries me A little bit because I, f- I Feel like Matt Patricia of, of all People exposed that McVay offense and that's been the blueprint To beat him ever since I don't think that's Where you want to go it's kind of like building A, a 1985 it, The
0: the McVay team. offense <laughs> The McVay offense and It's what Chicago runs too and we didn't stop Chicago very well um, It's, it's relies on people being in the right place at the right time. And the quarterback being more of a point guard mm-hmm. than a dynamic passer. Yep. And uh, Goff has proven that he can be that guy. He hasn't always been that guy, but he was certainly better than than Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky were in, in Chicago in that offense. He's, he's better than the, the Bengals offense is basically based on it. We don't know what to say about Joe Burrow yet. Cause he's a very different kind of cat and he got hurt, but uh Andy Dalton, wasn't great in that offense
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no and and so i want to go before we jump into jump into some more of those those camp notes so one thing i think what we're talking about here is look the kool-aid jar is is maybe half empty this year but we know it is and we're going to have some fun i think when we come here next year though because we'll we will draft well next year uh or at least first round picks baby yep and and one of them will be a pretty high pick (laughs) um i think we're going to be in a whole different Place next year, after free agency, with the cap and the draft, and and a year of this yeah. the staff doing, they're they're,
0: they're going to be buying free agents from a higher shelf than than the El Toro level or the 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 El Gusano. Um, don't ever drink tequila with Gusano in it, please. Sin Gusano, por favor.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I life notes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I think
1: that's going to be different. It's really enjoy the antics of the coach this year. All that is part of what's going to bring those free agents and those right. players here because they're going to enjoy playing here and they recognize it. And if you're a guy, look, if I'm looking to sign, you know, I'm a guy who moved from Southern California to Florida for a job. And the one thing that I know that, I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff about Florida over California. California definitely beats the, in the weather department, hands down, 100% hands down, but a 13% difference in income tax because there's no state income tax here thanks for everyone who goes to disney that's a huge impact
0: either in two weeks (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: a huge raise and if you're a football player and that's that's a whole lot of real dollar bills difference from one place to another you have to think what does what draws people into detroit and if you're matt patricia chasing people away you wind up you get what this team looked like before the draft. A quarterback who could could have potentially been a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know that he will or won't be depending on how things play out, right, and, and with the Rams and so on, but who could have been a Hall of Fame quarterback. Running out of town with players that don't want to come here. You can't sign anybody. You were in the worst of all worlds. What you're seeing with Dan Campbell now and this team and these coaches is creating a culture that, as they talk about, that gives you an advantage in some way of people wanting to come to the wintertime wasteland of February right. in Detroit. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. And, and so one of the things that I've compared Dan Campbell to is Pete Carroll in Seattle, how he created a, a yep. competitive culture. Um, this is a guy, as, and I forget who sent me the tweet, but um, of, of Pete Carroll taking his shirt off and running with the defensive backs. Yep. Um, he does crazy stuff like that, you know, and, and people love it. Yep. But some of that is because he wins. But the other part of it is the players saw that. They're like, it's nuts, man. I like that. I, I want that kind of crazy in my life. Yeah. And Dan Campbell's starting to get that feel. You know, you, you see what players go on Twitter. Ignore what Bears fans are saying. Ignore, ignore, ignore what Ravens fans are saying. Watch what the players are saying. Yeah. They're like, hmm. You know, Lawrence Jackson is a great follow. The former yeah, Lion uh, kills it. Low Low Jack is is an awesome dude, and uh, he weighed in after the first press conference. Like, sign me up, man! I wish I could come out of retirement and go do this. Yeah, uh, and and there he the Dan Campbell style, the the what they're doing, that's going to appeal to 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 certain kinds of guys. Is is it going to appear to everybody? No, it's not. But the The fact that they're going to have that attraction and doesn't hurt. They're going to have some money and they have draft picks. They, they have the ability to turn it around quickly in 2022 this year, they're auditioning. Who's staying with Dan Campbell. Who's part of the plan, who who fits into the culture, who buys into the culture. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a showcase of the culture, right?
1: It they're, absolutely they're, is. It's like yes. the door-to-door salesman going on every away game to every other player and seeing what what we've got, what's going on, what it's like, and saying, "Man, they didn't win, but gosh, I'd like a piece of that." And then next yeah. year, when they see what's happening and where they, it's players who say, "I want that ring." Look, like Stafford, he's like, "I'm chasing the ring. I'm not here for a rebuild." He doesn't. He didn't know what he was going to get with some new regime. He's done it before. He, he's ready to yeah. move something else. You're gonna have yeah. other players that may say you know, Detroit looks like a place where we could do this in two, three years. So I think, yeah. I think, yeah. And,
0: and, and, and again, they've got tentacle because they have so many impressive young coaches that have been oh. from around the league. They're, they're drawn from the Saints. They're drawn from the Dolphins organization. They're, they're drawn from the Eagles organization. Uh, maybe Darius will want to come back to have some fun in Detroit because it doesn't look like Philly's a lot of fun right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, the, you know, it's late it, that he just steals all the fun from everywhere he goes and keeps it for himself.
0: <laughs> Poor guy. I I, 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 legit, I legit feel bad for him. The fact that he thought he was going to go to a good team, and I don't know if the Philadelphia is better than Detroit this year. Now that's mm. I, I don't know, man. I mm. name one thing about their head coach. Even his name. You know do you know who their head coach is? I do, and I don't remember off the top. <laughs> how how freaking vanilla ice cream is that? Yeah. We don't have vanilla ice cream in Detroit. We we got the Blizzard with like thirty five different toppings in it. Yeah. The, everything that they have at Captain Sunday in Zealand is in the bowl and it's thrown <laughs> together. And we're gonna have fun with it. And, yeah. and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to eat it. And I will be I I will be willingly licking my spoon. Wow.
1: All right. So, camp notes there. Let's talk a little bit about um, one of the. Actually, before we get into this storyline, I want to. I want to tell you on CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com talking about my uh, my overdoing it on the triceps. I yes,
0: so you need to take care of yourself, and you have the means to do it at your disposal. Right here, there you go. Yeah, it's is, right there. It's literally in your hand.
1: Yeah, the C- <laughs> Come on, come on. There we go. Ah, the CBD cream. It is mostly empty. <laughs> I've been going through this. Um,
0: <laughs> It is indeed, yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the Peloton and all the other stuff, I've really started hitting it pretty hard. And I tell you, that cream for recovery after a workout is, is – a lot. now, I really, really burned my triceps. But like when I, I took a nap this afternoon, I couldn't straighten my arms afterwards. I couldn't straighten them all the way because the triceps were so broken. Uh, I, I, I put it all over and, and things really got working well again. Um, there's that. And then, look, if you're looking for a buzz, a legal buzz in all 50 states – the gummies, the chill line, the Delta Eight line. As you know, Delta Eight is not a flight number. It's um, not a flight number. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that line, the chill and the, the the super chill line. Those those things are going to help you. You it's like a big plant your butt in the couch kind of thing. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use coupon code Lions and get fifty five percent off and uh, have yourself a good time. The cream. All good. You'll pass a drug test. All the regular CBD stuff, all good. Pain, anxiety, insomnia. It will help with all of those things. You'll be good to go. You'll pass your drug test. The chill line and the extreme chill line uh, have something called Delta 8 in them. And that's what gives you that buzz that we talk about. You will not pass a test with that. So please don't make that mistake thinking if you're like an airline pilot, that's going to be the right thing for you. (laughs) It's it's not going to help. But it is legal. So that's what's so weird, right? About It's such a, a, a weird kind of place that this stuff is playing in these days. It's legal. All 50 states, you can mail order. There's no, no bad, bad stuff unless you have to take that test. So anyway, support the show and support your brain. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Support your body cbd
0: support your mental health that's important in these these trying times the CBD. in these trying times which is we are still banned from writing at usa today <laughs> <laughs> cbd
1: <CBD.detroyalionspodcast.com. laughs> coupon code lions for 55 percent off all right um moving on to camp notes there's a big line going out there right now um a big storyline of oh my god the offense is terrible they're losing to the defense it's terrible oh, this is all risk isn't that always how it is this time of year and in the early days it's, of training camp?
0: It's, it's very common, yes. I, I wouldn't say that it happens all the time, but it's much more common that it happens this way. Uh, and, and keep in mind, there is more defensive continuity than there is offensive continuity. Uh, the receivers, we're all still looking at our programs like, who's 17? Who's 18? Thirteen, your your um,
1: no, mini camp notes, man. When you were looking at the roster, like while you were doing, it, I'm like, I am so with. I sit in a training camp, like I I am glued to that damn roster. Like what number? What number? What number was that? Hold on, and, right, North, and, and none
0: of them are wearing eighty. Like all the receivers are wearing teens. Yeah, other than Jonathan Adams and um uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I, don't, I shouldn't have it in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. That's that's my my hair. But like like <laughs> Sage Serrat is fifteen, and yeah. and. and Ammon Ross, A. Brown is fourteen. Uh, it's just like Khalif Raymond's eleven. I'm like, it's, it's hard to keep track of all this stuff because they're not wearing typical numbers. I'm like, is that a backup quarterback? I, I don't know. How, how is it's, how is
1: Sage out there? By the way,
0: he's big. He he's bigger than I thought he would be. Uh, he he he's um stiff isn't the right word. I would say mechanical mm-hmm. is the right word okay. yep. for his movement. Um, not not a not a smooth striding guy. Um, not a sudden guy, but a guy who understands how to use his – his. he has good feet for a bigger receiver and a heavier receiver. I, I'm going to guess he's at 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he, he's got a shot. All, all those guys. J, Javon McKinley also has a shot. He, he's much bigger than I thought he was. I actually thought he was a tight end at first. Really? Um, and he's easy to spot because he's the only guy out there. He is wearing black sweatpants when it was like 85 degrees with 90% humidity yesterday, he's still out there in black sweatpants. So oh, God bless him. Um, and he, he, can make, he can make catches well away from his body frame. He's, he's shown that in drills a couple times. So cool. Cool. good on him.
1: We just need like two or three surprise wide receivers, and this team is really going to be something.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 will, I will venture a guess now that two of the UDFAs make the roster. Um, one of them might be one of those guys who's a weekly inactive. but uh, uh, And I'll, I'll say this, without, Khalif Raymond is going to be the return man. <laughs> he might not play a lot on the offense, although, although he does look like he has some ability on the offense. He's he's electric when he's got the ball in a little bit of space. Yep. Uh, and, and he's got return ability, and that job is wide open. But I, I, I think he's going to close that pretty quick. It's either going to be him or Victor Bolden. Uh, possibly Tom Kennedy, though I don't think Tom Kennedy is long for Detroit. Got that's it. just my take, though. Got uh,
1: Chris Burke really um, has a good tweet about today, really quick, and I want to just fill in. Jared Goff uh, struggled to find his deep ball a bit, but a better day overall, and he really carved up the defense in the red zone seven on seven, which is the opposite of yesterday.
0: Yes, and that that is, and that's that's what you want to see. The the fact that he learned what he did wrong yesterday. Or he just executed better, and his receivers executed better. Because quite honestly, he didn't have a lot of help from his receivers either.
1: Yep. And I want to go into something. I'm going to I'm going to hit this highlight, but I want you to explain how good DeAndre Swift looked, and then I'm going to put a, a, an exclamation point and wrap some stuff up here with us in the, the conversation we've had, with tie tie a nice little bow on top. But DeAndre Swift, you talked a little bit about it in your in your mini camp recap.
0: His his ability to catch the ball at full gallop is something special, and make a move right out of it. Uh, this is a very polished receiver. This is a guy, uh, he's going to get compared a lot to Alvin Kamara and, and that role in the offense. He's not that fast. He's not that sudden. But there there's like like the, all those swing passes that used to get thrown to Kamara where he would turn a, a simple, you know, three-yard circle route and, and take it for 20. Swift can do that. And it's going to be a big part of this offense. And Jamal Williams can also do that. Uh, again, yeah. we haven't seen them. We haven't seen them run at all. But I will say this: the the receiving ability of the running backs is really good. I, um, and, I'll, and I'll give Jamar Jefferson a little bit of credit. Yeah. He struggled badly on Thursday catching the ball. He looked really good on Tuesday catching the ball. That's, that's uh, and, great. and 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 made a nice catch off his shoe tops on a throw that was supposed to be um, at shoulder level from Tim Boyle.
1: I was hungry for something to watch Saturday afternoon. And the Bucks uh, Packers game replay from the playoffs was on, and I was watching Williams, and I'm like, this this is a just. Rem- I mean, I'd seen the game, but you know, remembering it seeing it again, yeah. it's like he had some real special. He had a special role in that game. He looked really, really good. I had forgotten, you know, as, as to what we were getting with him. That really is a hell of a one-two punch with Swift. And Williams, man, that is that is killer. But with your feedback on 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 Swift, the rest of Burke's tweet uh, tweet was uh, DeAndre Swift's one handed TD grab from Goff in the back corner with you ready for this, Jelani Tavai all over him. Yeah. Look at that! Look at that! This is this is one handed, great grab from Goff. Really great to hear Jelani Tavai in coverage. He had to make a one handed grab. Was all over it. I'd love to hear that. Again, this this could be a heck too. of a redemption arc. I don't know that it will be. But, man, I'm rooting for this guy because he's put the work in. It's the guys that don't do the work or half-ass it that I'm like, I, I, I could dog on them all day, right? Because you can yes. dog on me all day. If I were like that at work, you could do that to me. But I'm not. This I'm, is, I'm the Jelani
0: Tavai at my job. You know what I mean. Th- this this is not Zach the Pain Train Follett quitting on the team.
1: I gotta say that's from a working standpoint, not from a delivery standpoint. <laughs> when I say that was the worst. That's I am gonna make that a drop. I am the Jelani Tavai at <laughs> my <laughs> work
0: because
1: when he gets cut this year, it's gonna be horrible.
0: So yeah, well, let's ho- <laughs> let's hope you don't lose your your primary source of funding. That would that would not be good for anybody. Um, that was uh, so so there was a, there was a rep on Tuesday. Um and it was it was linebackers working against running backs with the quarterback throwing in Goff had, it it was Swift against Anzalone. And Anzalone was pretty in good position in coverage. He was doing his best, and Goff lofted the ball out there and let Swift go run for it. And there was a burst to the ball that Anzalone could not match. And Swift made a nice over-the-shoulders catch like that with the hands. And stayed at full speed with the ball out like this, running into the end zone. And Anzalone was just like, "Dude, I, what do you want me to do?" <laughs> you know, he, he, and he's like, "I, I, I was in good spot. Like most of the time, that throw is going to be low, or I'm going to be able to, to break it, and the, the, that, that's going to be an overthrow." Uh, and Swift went and got it. And uh, the reaction from Anzalone, and, and the reaction, honestly, from the guys on the defense was like, "All right, we, there's something here." <laughs> Like, again, we don't want to we don't want to raise expectations too high, but the, the ability of these running backs to catch and the the willingness for Goff to throw and trust them already he's they've clearly earned his trust more than the receivers have already, mm-hmm. um, and that includes Hawkinson by the way. Uh, but he's comfortable throwing to the running backs already, and uh, that that chemistry I think is going to carry a lot. Um, we'll delve real quick into the fantasy football realm here. Again, we have not seen these guys run. But it would not surprise me at all if Swift caught sixty passes and Williams caught fifty. Ooh, wow!
1: I got—I got to say really quick with the fantasy football thing. Fantasy football is coming, guys. We are going to launch our fantasy football piece. That's a segue, lady. <laughs> yeah, it's—it's it's not up yet. It's going to go up this weekend. Your opportunity to join. We have a couple different leagues: beginner, intermediate, and champions league. Uh, different uh, cost to get in and different payout in the end, right? Um, we'll have those going on. You get your chance, go to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Like I said, it'll go up this weekend You get your chance to join. It is, um, we do it as a fundraiser. It's one of our big fundraisers every year. Um, it, 50% of the money comes to help pay for our servers and everything else that we do. And uh, the other half, it goes right directly back in the pot to, to everybody who plays. But it's it's a great... Great deal of fun. We usually have a good couple of leagues going. Uh, Join up fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. You can play against Riz. You can play against me. Uh, I'm sure Case will do it again this year. We'll have a couple other people. Ash will be out there. We'll all be in in one or another, and you can play directly against us. Fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Bring it. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Austin Bryant. Um, I heard that I I still don't know if he really exists. I I don't either. I see him as a name on the roster, right? When I go to the site, his name's there. But I don't think I've ever seen him.
0: I I don't know if I have either. Uh, And I didn't see him this year yet. And I've been there three times. (laughs) He is number 94 in theory. He plays defensive end, outside linebacker. He'll be an outside linebacker in this defense, again, in theory. Uh, he's hurt again. That's not theoretical. He is actually hurt again. This is his third year. He has been active for, I believe, I I want to say the number is 345 snaps over the first two seasons. It's not just been like one injury one year and one injury the next year. He's had multiple injuries, multiple years, and it goes back to his days at Clemson where he also had multiple injuries, multiple years. This was a guy who at one point was a potential first round candidate. The Lions got him in the fourth. We were happy that they got him in the fourth. And and he, he did make, didn't he block a punt or a field goal last year? I want to say yeah. he did something. Yeah. He did something positive on special teams. I don't remember the exact details on it. That might be the the one shining moment that we have from Austin Bryant. Because again, uh, so Dan Campbell's like, yeah, he, he should be good to go. But, there's other guys that are going now. He
1: should have, he should have been. Yeah, boy, boy. What a
0: uh, you, you hate to see the injuries like that, but you can't help the club in the tub, man. That's yeah. that's the plain facts of life. And, yep. uh, I, 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 I will speak for Eric. Schlitt. Eric Slit was super excited that we got Austin Bryant when they drafted him, and for whatever for injuries, it just just hasn't happened, and and it doesn't look good. Um they have guys that are in. Um, can I talk a little bit about the the undrafted linebackers for a quick second?
1: You can do whatever you want, Rich. All right. Except, except
0: Tavante Beckett looks like a keeper. I don't think he's ready to play this year, but this guy belongs on the practice squad and deserves some run late in the year. If they're five and ten, he needs to play in the last two games. There, there's something there with that guy. He's got coverage, and at Marshall, he could hit. And mm-hmm. we haven't seen him hit at all. But there, there's. He's worth keeping there, um, and we've seen a lot from Sean John Hamilton. Um, he's not undrafted. He comes from Washington, obviously, but he's he looks like a definite keeper as well. Uh, so the, the the spots are tight for him. the other guy. You Anthony said Sean John
1: Hamilton was really killing it. Like he was a yeah, standout. He was. Yeah,
0: he was, uh, especially last Thursday uh, when when the uh, the OTAs were going on. Uh, they did a a running back tight end drill. Where the linebackers had to cover, and he was he was all over it, man. He was he was the best, and he got praised as the best by the coaches too. Nice. Uh, you, you saw you saw him get a lot of love from the and the, the coaching enthusiasm. My they they celebrate good play. They don't they don't dwell on the bad play. They'll let you know that you didn't do right, but they celebrate the positive experiences, and that is so new to me in Detroit because that's not what patricia did that's not what caldwell did that's not what jim schwartz did
1: (laughs) can we talk about the coaches really quick because you you just mentioned something i think this is just absolutely this is great we were talking about and we'll talk about a little next week i think we'll 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 punch on this a little bit um because we got a big announcement coming but the the coaches um the, the fact that we've got so many players, coaches, you said it got confusing. We, you're, you're messing around with numbers. You're messing around with guys that yeah. are in and out of the jerseys. You're trying to figure out. The coaches are down there with the players working out. You're, you're, you're There's a bunch of bulked up dudes running around the field, and you can't tell if they're players or coaches.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> Hank Fraley coming off the field. I'm like, is he playing? You know, you, you see you see uh, Antoine Randall out there. He looks like he can still play. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, uh, Mark Brunel, for being... He's he's actually older than me. Um, looks like he can still play. <laughs> and even he, he he's got to be fifty. I mean, contrast uh, and,
1: that to, to to Patricia standing on the scooter,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, the, the right.
1: Difference. At, 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 and and right. they're
0: out there. They're like, they're like they're getting involved in reps. Like Aubrey Pleasant is up there. He he's bumping and running in coverage, like to show them how he wants it done. Yep. That that wasn't happening under Patricia or Caldwell. Absolutely remember? not. The the only guy who ever did that was Chris Kasurick. Who yep. was a uh, the defensive line coach? Who um, was was wildly profane. I was
1: going to say the only <laughs> thing louder than his hits was his cursing. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to
1: say this is this is why. And you guys, the <laughs> folks that listen to our show regularly know how much we love Hank Fraley. You, you just know that, yes. that he's he's a favorite. That all stems from when we saw him at Senior Bowl. At uh,
0: Senior Bowl, he's he's. Get in the pit and try to love
1: someone, baby. Death. God, right, man. <laughs> he was down there. And, I mean, he was hands-on in there working with the guys, exactly what you're describing the rest of the coaching staff doing right now. He has a, a passion for his players. Um, I know he's got a massive passion for the guys on this team last year and yes, this year does. right now. He absolutely loves this group of guys. And I, I tell you, I, I, I trust I trust Hank, his his a hundred percent on this but seeing him work with those kids and get in there and do exactly what you're describing to coach and show them not just yell at him go do it but the fact that he can do i mean he did it right but the fact that he can do it this is really really great and and hearing from him that uh i think i i think this came out in the in the regular media i know we talked about it before um his his presser but with uh sewell he he wanted him at ucla he wanted him, yes, and, he and and when they couldn't get him to come to UCLA, he said, "I, I will coach you in the pros." And and yeah. he was so stoked. He was he was banging the table for his for Sewell. He got his guy. I, I I knowing how he works and how he hop, operates, I feel super super high about this this uh, this offensive line and what they've got. If we've got other coaches with that same kind, and that's what I'm hearing from you, right? That same and they kind
0: do. Of- You're seeing Deuce Staley like like getting involved, like he, he wants to take reps. I mean, he obviously can't, but he, he he he's doing the footwork drill. Like he's subconsciously doing it on the side. Like they're running through the bags and everything. Yep. His feet are doing it. He's, he's not running through everything, but these guys, and, and I think some of it is the fact that the the players themselves remember these guys playing, you know, who doesn't know who Antoine Randall L or Deuce right. Staley are, right? Most people know who Frank Fraley is. The guy played in the league for a long time. And was a yeah. good player in the league for a long time. Aubrey Pleasant is a guy that played. Anthony yeah. Lynn was a running back that older players will remember, yep. Bob. He, he, he's, he's in his late 40s, so you know, not everybody will. But the, the 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 energy, the 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 ability to relate to the players and to explain to the players from a player perspective of what they want is radically different. And again, I've seen this in just three days of camp. Think about and this. I, I expect that to carry over. This this is not Paul Pasqualoni. This is not... You know, Patricia's, you know, golf buddies, um, Think Corey, Unland. Corey Unland, Cory Unland was so unenergetic. And I, uh, I, I want, I wanted it to work for that dude. I really did. Cause I, I kind of liked him, but
1: you're in college. You're, 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 you're professors, you're at work, right. And you go to training at yeah. work and they say, now go do this. Now go do this. Now go do this. And you just go do it. Right. And you get graded. Oh, that was wrong. Oh, that was wrong. Oh, that was wrong. Versus. You're doing something, maybe you're a mechanic and you're replacing a brake line. They're like, no, 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 don't, don't ride it like that. Do this, here's a little quick tip, and you're going to be better at it. That's how. I, and then you do it, and they're like, yeah, see, all right, right. It's a whole different ball of wax than somebody reading a list of the things you're supposed to do. Coming in, showing you, showing you the little tips, the little techniques, the way to do it, rather than talking about the theory of it. I always loved, whether I was in college, whether I was at training for work, wherever I am, Those kind of instructors learning that way, it's so much more interesting. It sticks with you so much more. You grow so much more in that kind of a situation than you do sitting in a chair having someone tell you about the theories of how you should be doing things. A hundred and ten percent, which is I'll just really quick for people taking it. If you're thinking about doing an MBA, wait till you get a job. Do your MBA while you're working so you can apply what you're learning in the real world. You'll be able to take what you learned and talk about it and interview yourselves into way better positions, and you'll get so much more out of that 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 uh degree if you do it that way. Just experience talking.
0: <laughs> Life lessons from Chris. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's <laughs> absolutely. But being able to apply that stuff and have that yeah. kind of thing makes a big, big difference. And that's the difference of having a guy sit on a scooter screaming at you and swearing at you versus somebody out there showing you what to do, where to put your hands, where to take that step. The story, I think it was yesterday that they were trying to run a fake and they weren't doing it right. Right. And it was yes. is it was it was an Anthony Lynn that came out there and said, no, no, this is what I want yes. you to do. And then at the end of practice, they ran the fake again and the cornerback bit hard and they scored <laughs> on it. And it was because he, he went out there and physically showed them what he wanted from them rather than just yelling yep. at him to do it better. That's good coaching. That's that what, is good coaching. And that's one of the things that I say, look, again. Set your expectations where they are, but that's the thing that's going to give you these 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 spots of hope with this team this year, where they were coached down last year and the year before. They're gonna yeah. coach above their level this year. They're gonna be punching above their weight. I many absolutely
0: times. agree with that. They are they are going to be a tougher team to beat because they are well coached and they are focused and they're having fun doing it. They yeah. might they might that they, they could very well go with three and fourteen, and that wouldn't surprise me. But they will still you will still feel a hell of a lot better about this group and the coaching staff specifically than you did when that when Patricia's team went six and ten. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, No doubt in my mind about that.
1: With that, I want to get to that. I'm going to do one thing really quick. Um, In the last show, we told you guys we weren't going to have a show the week of uh, June 21st, 21st and the week of July 4th. That's changing. Surprise! (laughs) The week of the 21st. First off, I'll tell you guys, the the 21st is a anniversary of the show. It's our sixth year of the Detroit Lions podcast, the longest running Detroit Lions podcast in the world. We've, we we are it's killer it's crazy so we're celebrating our sixth year we'll be going into our seventh on the twenty first of June Riz is still on vacation a well deserved and earned vacation if you saw his report from yesterday that we released on YouTube this morning you'll see he was sunstruck he was he was he had gone through a lot I, I can't imagine that Swat was that. through my shirts man <laughs> it was raw <rough>. but. <laughs> Our our man, somebody asked about him earlier. Our man Case is going to join us literally on that anniversary yes. date on the twenty first, and we're gonna do a show on the six He's year back. anniversary. <laughs> so he'll be back for a one show gig to fill in. We'll have some content then for you guys that week. That's, that's gonna, gonna be go. awesome. It'll be fun. I, yeah.
0: I will I will listen while I'm in Florida. I will enjoy it very much.
1: And we still gotta get together. Let's, we gotta talk about that before you go. If we can figure something out, buddy. Just we we
0: will we will try. A
1: couple hours. All right. Um yeah. so yeah, the twenty first, that's gonna be our thing. We are still not gonna have a show the week of the fourth. Uh, unfortunately i'm i'm traveling i mean fortunately i'm traveling with the family i just don't want to haul all the stuff this time i'm we're just going to take a week off and have a, a down week the week of the fourth. so we still are on the 21st we, the last week of june we're going to have a really really big show you do not want to miss it there's going to be somebody that you want to talk to we may do oh, an. Oh, oh, i, I <laughs> know this one i know this one <laughs> we may do an ama um and then
0: oh that'd be great
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. And there's going to be further involvement as we go forward, as we talked about with Fisher House earlier. There's some other things we're working on uh, to help them work with us on the um, on raising some money for Fisher House. So we got a lot of really, really good stuff going. Uh, again, for those who weren't here, we donated 100% of everything that the Patreon people donated uh, in May to Fisher House as a result of a letter I got from a guy who was in Iraq and uh, was facing some pretty dark times and said that the show, he'd listened to the show four times a week and it got him through so just kind of inspired us i'm using my my day job my employer they're going to double that uh that donation so that's going to go do something for fisher house in ann arbor and um we're working to do a big thing a dinner for them um out there For the the patients, the the families, the patients that are staying there at the VA in Ann Arbor while we're in town in the training camp party weekend. So more on that as that all goes together. So a lot of a lot of really, really good stuff going on. And uh, thank you, everybody, who's done the Patreon thing and uh, been part of the show and helped us along the way uh, through all these these six years of doing this. It's it's, you know, this is the kind of stuff we do. He mentioned something about us being real and and, and, and honest and, and who we truly are, right? Authentic, basically. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. really is. I mean, I, I think, Riz, you'll, you, I know you. that's one of the things that drew me to you is how authentic you are about who you are, what you say, owning when you make a mistake, you know, the whole thing. That's who we've tried to be since the beginning. It's not about being e-famous, right? We, we kind of grew into what we were because people wanted it, and it, it felt more yeah. like an obligation, a good obligation, but we were obligated to deliver for people. So... Um, yeah, that's what this is all about, and 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 the one you know these kinds of things, these kind of charities are really something that I'm passionate about, trying to make the world a better place where we can. So there you go. Last thing, Riz, um, I want to ask you now. You said we could be a three win team. There's tragedy in San Francisco, and you didn't predict the Niners win or the Niners game as a win, and I did. No, I did. No, I you did. did not. I did.
0: I I have the away. Lions winning week one. I know that because I think San Francisco is the most overrated team, even before what is is currently happening. Because uh, I, may, I, may I don't be think I don't away. think Trey Lance is ready. And I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo. He he's their version of Austin Bryant, quite honestly. Um, except he makes sixteen and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> uh, I, they they are. Uh, I uh, the other thing is I think the, the Mike Shanahan or not the Mike Shanahan. Bad, bad. Well, did it those is those. his offense technically. Yeah. His son's Kyle's offense has been figured out somewhat too, just as Sean McVay's had. Darn. They're shaking it up by, by bringing the quarterback in.
1: This really bums yeah. me out because I I know for sure I was like it's it's week one it's you know anybody's game this is the best week game week won. one
0: is the best time to bet on the completely unexpected. Remember last year Jacksonville yeah. went into Indianapolis beat the Colts and they didn't win again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so yeah that's that's um that's something to think about that first game i, I darn it i thought you would you would said that you would voted against or, or went against the lions there i thought i caught you with their safety going well, down i i, I have them, them up
0: so so in the thing that we did i had them at three and three and finishing five and twelve
1: <laughs> I, I had six and six and eleven yeah that's really wild. we're
0: getting we're get used to these new numbers this yeah week.
1: I can't do the math. I remember six wins. It's all right. all right. So there you go. That's the team this year. We've got uh, yeah. Jeff called the Lions victory. There you go. have got fact checking in the in the chat. So he got us. Uh, don't forget about uh, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. They've got tons of sales going
0: right now. Hey, Father's, Day, Father's coming. Day coming up. You're going to need things. You're going to want. Um, who was the, the Red Wings pick last year? The defenseman who's in Switzerland right now. He just killed it in the league that he was in, and he's going to be over here next year. Um, What's his site? Sidon?
1: us in the chat. I forgot. I've been a a Tampa Uh, Bay this year.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and they're still rolling and they they're they're beating my hurricanes and that's
1: just they nuts. beat them last night they ended the series yeah, they, they, so they I, I missed that up. oh yeah.
0: that's right because the dude had the, had the the shutout string going on
1: yeah yeah Veslas. I, I,
0: I, I really wish i had more time for hockey i really do I i've miss been it.
1: doing like a lot of work at night with it in the background and i'm not getting my work done until late because it's just sucking me in it's been so much fun uh cider 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 His yeah. first you, is Dickens.
0: You, want, you you will want your cider uh, I'll tell you. Ah. <laughs> you will want your cider red wings jersey or someone who loves the red wings um gate the, get, get on that early get a jeremy grant Pistons jersey um it, for for those of us on the west side of the state the the grand rapids drive will be back and rechristened uh they are now the nuggets farm team and the Pistons farm team so for those of us in grand rapids this is a great thing we're gonna have basketball back and i will be buying swag because uh my family love. We love going to drive games. We're going to go to games as much as we can, even though the Delta Plex where they play is god awful. It's like a, it's like a corrugated warehouse in the middle of of not a great section of town with just the worst acoustics possible.
1: Um, really quick, Riz, you are getting called out by our longtime friend Hattori Hanzo. Um, he's a samurai sword salesman. Just so you know, um, I do know that reference. <laughs> you. <laughs> are to be watching the Flynn game
0: you owe a write up yes. over the Flynn oh, game um so uh <laughs> i will be doing that uh what so uh, it will be Matt not this not not this friday next friday the whatever that's like 16th 17th 17th 18th something like that 18th that that Friday, I will do it because uh, my wife and daughter will be in Florida early. My son has basketball going on that week, so we can't leave until the weekend. So that day is like free on my schedule. I actually found it already. I actually have it queued up on my downstairs TV where I do my football watching. So, yes, uh, that will happen on the 18th.
1: Do we want to do a watch along? Do we want to like do a live watch along or do we want to let you suffer so, in silence and, I, and write about it?
0: I, I will. Um, <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I, I was I was thinking about having like, like a camera up and like giving periodic reactions to it. Oh,
1: oh that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, okay. I, and
0: I have the ability where it's at where I can rig something that's like behind me so you can see the play that's going on and you'll get my histrionics. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's. Uh, God, I, I feel bad for you. I, I don't know that you know what you signed up for, but there you yeah. go. <laughs> so so
0: that, that will happen. And by the way, I have started the season rewatch project. I watched week one today. Uh, it did not go well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, check and, that and out and, and at that, LionsWire.
0: That, yeah, that, that's that stuff will be coming out at LionsWire um, while I'm on vacation. Actually, I'm going to queue it up and, and roll awesome. some of that stuff out then. There so, you go. so I don't have to work so much. While I'm
1: Lionswire.usatoday.com. take care of them. Go check them out. Click on all their ads just to just to make them feel good. Uh, help Riz out. He does good we stuff. Have over fun, there. We
0: have fun. We have fun. We have actual non gambling ads on our sites, which is rare these days, apparently. Yeah. Good stuff. But good stuff. I, I I keep trying to tweak the algorithm so that the the, uh, the the ads come up with like concert tours that I like. And it just doesn't happen. <laughs>
1: So. Keep working, my friend. Keep working. All right, fanatics. dot com for all your swag, and Amazon. Podcast dot com for anything you're going to get from Amazon. uh Take take a chance. Help out the podcast by doing something you're going to do anyway. It'll take you right to the site. There's no funny stuff, and uh they just give us a, a, a cut of their profits. You take it out of Basil's pocket and give us a little couple of dimes. Yeah, we
0: appreciate. While he's that. in space, yeah, take it while he's in space. <laughs>
1: Leave him there. All right. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, our Slack chat, greatest group (laughs) of people. And hey, you know what? Surprisingly, your money might go to a great charity like Fisher House along the way. Also, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see the Riz Pants Free. With no
0: pants.
1: (laughs) You can check them out at JeffRizzing.com.
0: For those of you listening along, I lifted my bare leg up and I just pulled something in my knee and it really hurts. <laughs> I need some cream crisps. I need some cream. Detroit Lions.
1: <laughs> <CBD> <laughs> that Detroit Lions. All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions podcast, all one word Detroit Lions podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929 33 Lions, 929 335 4667 be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can do what Riz always asks
0: you to do. Or we, what can we, can do. Come in, we can come into your ears automatically.
1: Ouch! Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection.
0: <laughs> Rory. Rory.